Today with Catherine Ruinala. I heard a brilliant message today by um, Pastor Bill Johnson at Bethel. It was the Sermon of the Week last week. He, he was talking about um, how we often clutter up our heart with overexposure to things outside of our call. And we begin to take responsibility for things that God's not called us to be responsible for. Or we pay a lot of attention to the problem and then we feed that problem by looking at all the, the aspects of the problem. We exaggerate the problem. We look at it. We, at, and, and it's the way that fear grows. It's the way that doubt grows. I mean, you can look at it today. You can turn on the, the news or open any social media and you're bombarded with all the fear about pandemic, disease. And before long, what you're looking at becomes so big that it's a distraction to the faith that God's put in your heart. Because what we focus on is what develops, is what grows. And the more we look at it, the more that grows. And those weeds choke out the word of God that's planted. So when we fast and pray, what we're doing is we are refining the focus and blocking out all the other distractions and focusing our faith to say, right, this is what I'm looking at. And then we come to the meeting on Friday night and we've been looking at the Word of God. We've been looking at the promises of God. We've been focusing our faith. When I just get to that meeting, I'm going to get hands laid on or something's going to happen and I'm going to receive the power of the Holy Spirit and I'm going to be healed in the name of Jesus. I I'm going to release my faith to see a connection happen and I'm going to see the manifestation of what Jesus has already done. Hallelujah. And so that's why we're doing what we're doing. And I've been so blessed to watch and to hear the testimonies. I don't know if you heard Pastor Rebecca uh, share a couple of weeks ago. At the last miracle meeting we had, um, there was a gentleman who came. And just in that time in the transition where we often just sing in the spirit and we pray in tongues, he was praying in, in the spirit, praying in tongues. And there was a person next to him that he didn't know. Uh, who was Vietnamese, who was just a new visitor. And uh, you may be here tonight, I'm not sure. But um, they heard him preach the gospel in Vietnamese and then gave their hearts to Jesus that night. Hallelujah. That, that This guy couldn't speak Vietnamese, didn't even know that the person next to him didn't know the, the message. And Glorious signs and wonders. I, re I uh, read a testimony on Sunday of someone that uh, last time they were here, a lady was here. Uh, she had suffered with such severe period pain every month for 30 years. And uh, severe, severe, 8 to 10 out of 10 pain every month. She'd have to take serious painkillers um, and just horrific, sick, sick, terrible pain and she just learned to live with it that's just what happens and um she came for prayer and I actually felt to cast out a spirit of infirmity and she said she felt a spirit of infirmity leave I felt it too well a month later she sent through the testimony saying that she has been completely 
totally healed. Hallelujah. Glorious God. Uh, Bianca jumped up and, and testified about her knee that she'd had an operation on two years ago that had never been right, that was constant pain. And um, in worship, the Lord spoke to her and said, you are healed. And sure enough, God, God has completely and totally healed her. We've seen amazing miracles, a glorious testimony um, of Kay who had her... Um, Deaf ear opened. Not only did she have a completely deaf ear since she was three, she'd had all the hearing bones and the mastoid bones, everything removed surgically because it all just turned to mush as a result of constant infection. And she, she and Charlie fasted and prayed. They just, they had breakfast and then they missed lunch and dinner and focused their faith. And they'd been focusing all week, reading Smith Wigglesworth and testimonies of God's healing power. And when I felt it was the right time to call her up, I called her up. And I tell you, before I could actually get my hands on her, the Holy Spirit had touched her and popped her ear open, gloriously healed. And, and they have been in our church for years. But there was something about, I'm going to focus my faith this week. I'm going to come and I'm going to receive a miracle. Hallelujah. So I believe tonight the Lord is going to speak and do glorious things. He is so faithful. And I love hearing the testimonies of the deaf ears opening, of, of those that have been uh, sick with disease and illness. I look around the room and on, uh, on a Sunday and I can point to Tracy had a deaf ear open probably 12 years ago, 17 years ago, God opened her deaf ear in one of our meetings, hallelujah, on a Friday night. I can point to Kay, who's had a deaf ear open. I can point to others that had um, terminal cancer healed, hallelujah. I can point to others that have had sickness and disease. And I, I tell you, when we sing that song, I know that he can do it. Every one of those things I have seen him do. But I do know this, that it's one thing to know about it. And all the passion and the desire to see it happen can't make it happen. I've tried often. And I know many of you have too. You know what I'm talking about. You're praying with all your passion and all your desire. You desperately want to see people healed and have and not seen it. And it's... But, that's because it's not about our desire and our passion and our zeal. It's not about our efforts or our works, but it's about the grace of God who gives us faith to believe. Now, the scripture tells us in Romans chapter 10, he says in verse 17, who can tell me what this verse says? Come on, Trevor. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I heard Bill Johnson say today, quote the scripture today, and he, he said, faith doesn't come by hearing the word of God. It says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And you know, I think about this and we hear the gospel preached. We hear the message preached and something happens in our hearts where we go, oh, I believe. And then we receive. It happens with salvation. By grace we are saved through faith, not of works, lest anyone should boast. I remember as oh, probably you know, 12-year-old, 
I went forward probably three or four times for salvation. The evangelist would come and they'd give a salvation call and I would come. Even though I came last week, I'd come again just to make sure because I really, really, really wanted to go to heaven and I believed in God and I really wanted to and it's a good thing. And, and God doesn't go, oh, that's terrible. It's a good thing to have a heart to want to. But I tell you, there's a difference between wanting and knowing. And I got to the point where I went on a, a youth camp and I, I just said to the Lord in the middle of worship while everyone was lifting up their hands, I said, Lord, it's very hard to sing to you, someone I can't see and I don't know. Help. You know, the Bible tells us, call to me and I will answer you. He says, ask me for help in the day of trouble and I will help you and you will honor me. That he is our ever-present help in time of need. So you can begin with a decision. I, yes, I believe that. I re- yes, yes, I agree with that. But There's something that happens when we come to the Lord and we say, help, help me to hear it for myself so that I get a knowing. Help me, God. And so in worship, I just said, Lord, help. I can't see you. I don't know you. It's really hard. I was trying to express that I didn't have a connection. And then right there in the middle of worship, as I'm saying help, I was blind, but now I see. Ah, I know who I'm talking to. Not just mentally, something supernatural happened in my heart. I knew. I knew. I know that I know that I know. I went home and my mother said, you were different from that day on. You walked in the door and I knew you were different. And it's true. And never backslid ever since that day. It's like, there he is, I found him, I found him. And there's something that happens as we hear the word of God preached and as we cry out to him for help and talk to him ourselves that the Lord will give a quickening to the the faith, the measure of faith that he's given us so that we can receive and come to a confident knowing, I know that I know that I know. Hallelujah. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, but we can also grow faith in a whole lot of other things by hearing a whole lot of other things. If we're hearing all the time about sickness and disease, if you're reading every day, I know Christians that have become so worked up about fear of this virus or fear of sickness that they they they've just they've they've forgotten who Jesus is and their focus is continually on how to stay alive and and what what do I have you know what I know of people who are, are trying to illegally import um Cures that they've heard about from overseas that they've read on some fake news. And they're like, they're, they're willing to break the law to, to get it because they're so terrified. Now, 
without having any opinion about that, I would like to say that anything that is not of faith is sin. So whatever, whatever you are doing, you need to make a decision. What seed am I watering? What seeds am I allowing in my heart? What am I looking at? What you are looking at is what will take root. The more you hear it, the more you see it, the more you feed on it, the more it starts to gain a foothold in your heart. And that's why the Bible says, to guard our hearts with all diligence, for out of it flow the wellsprings of life. That we need to be vigilant to guard our hearts and, and to take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Yet there are many, many, many thoughts that the enemy will continually try to throw at you that will exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. What's the knowledge of God? That God is our Redeemer, our Savior, our Healer, our Shalom. Anything that is our righteousness, anything that isn't the truth about who He is, shouldn't be our focus. Hallelujah. Because you're just increasing the capacity for weeds to choke out the truth. But God's asking us to begin to come to Him and talk to him personally, to intentionally fill our hearts and our minds with truth so that what we are hearing, I, I listen to audio books. I've been um, listening to the, uh, the this YouTubes, free YouTubes of um, Jesus the Healer, E.W. Kenyon. It comes in four parts, just a short little book. You can do it it's free. I've been listening to that. And at the same time, then I go and I read the book and I highlight it and I listen and I write in my journal the things that I'm learning and the things that I'm, you know, much of it is not new to me, but often not fully applied. And it's like, oh, sorting me out. Oh, hang on. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because when we don't immerse ourselves in the Word of God and in truth and in faith, then very quickly the enemy comes to steal the seed that was planted. We need to water it. We need to tend it. We need to grow it. Hallelujah. And God wants us. And as we listen to the gospel, as we read the book, as we read the Bible, as we listen to the message preached, that's why it's so important. That's why, we, that's why we do what we do with the television. Because if we get the message out, preach the gospel, preach, then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. The more we preach the Word of God, the more we listen to it, the more we feed on it, the more our focus goes there. And when temptation or trial comes, the Holy Spirit can bring to our remembrance what has been planted and watered and listened to and can quicken it with supernatural hearing that goes, yeah, that's right. This is what I believe. Hallelujah. I can hear Christians spouting dogma about virus and all the opinions about all the stuff. They are so knowledgeable and yet you, you, you mention virus, the first thing that they talk about is not, isn't God good, isn't he wonderful, he's the healer, is like, oh, do you know about this conspiracy? Do you know about this? Do you know about that? Because they have been feeding on it. 
Praise the Lord. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. And get determined to get back into the place of I have determined to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified. Hallelujah. If it's not pure, lovely, and of a good report, if it's not about Jesus, then it doesn't deserve your attention. Hallelujah. So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And the more we hear it, the more we believe it. The more we, it gets on the inside, we begin, and as we're hearing the message preached, as we're listening and feeding on good stuff, the more then we'll go away and start to think about it, start to meditate on it, start to chew on it, and then suddenly the penny drops. I remember I was ministering in Korea, South Korea, and I was preaching um, for a couple of days on the message of freedom from condemnation and guilt and shame, that the blood of Jesus washes us and takes away the crimson stain, that we are the righteousness of God in Christ. But after about maybe, I'd done maybe five hours of preaching on this topic, my interpreter suddenly stopped in the middle of interpreting and turned to me and said, I get it. And the penny had just dropped. Ah, what it was, was hearing it come. She'd been listening. She'd been interpreting very faithfully. She agreed with it, believed it mentally. But suddenly, hearing happened. The Spirit of God made what she had been intentionally focusing on come alive. And this is what happens when we give ourselves to fixing our eyes on Him. And as we fix our eyes on Him and worshipping Him, this is why it's so important, church, that we don't conform to the pattern of the world that's obsessed with sickness right now, but instead we determine to fix our eyes on things above, on who Jesus is, then in looking at who he is, we get a revelation. (gasps) That's who he is. He's the one whose eyes blaze like fire. He's the one who has got, whose fire goes before him and he burns up all his enemies. He's the one by whose stripes I was healed. He is the kind God. He is the Savior. He is the Redeemer. He is Jesus. He, and as we focus on the Father, as we talk to the Lord personally, as we minister to Him, as we hear His voice, because His sheep hear His voice. God wants to speak to you personally. As we hear His voice, <gasps> You get this knowing, I know that I know that I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Not only that I am forgiven of my sins and have received eternal life, but that I have the full, 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 full atonement. I, by his stripes, I was healed. That the chastisement of my peace, shalom, wholeness, wellness, prosperity, peace in every area of my life is mine. It's part of the cross. Hallelujah. The more I think about it, the more I talk about it. You could hear it preached five or six times, but, but still not get a knowing about it. But after a while, as you listen to it and you hear it, and then you begin to think about it, talk about it, ask questions about it, meditate on it, suddenly... It drops. Oh, I know. 
<laughs> I know. But as we feast on who he is, and we, when we're praying the word of God, we're believing the word of God. I, you know, I love to pray the apostolic prayers, love to pray the scripture. We discover oh, that as he is, so are we in this world. And we discover that greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. And we get a revelation of our authority. And God then wants us to recognize that we have authority not to be beggars, but to actually begin to move in the name of Jesus. So that the name isn't just a magic formula that we throw in trying to hope that something will happen. But when we speak in the name of Jesus, having had a revelation through beholding him, knowing him, and discovering that's who we are, suddenly authority isn't something, a tool we're trying to use, but an identity that we have. The seven sons of Sceva tried to use the name. They agreed mentally, this is a good thing, that yes, that, um, and, and they tried to use that, that formula, that method, of in the name of Jesus to cast out a demon. And it didn't go well. The demon um, beat the, all the brothers up. And, they, and the demon said, Paul I know, Jesus I know, but I don't know you. And they had no authority because they didn't have a knowing. They didn't have a knowing. And I've seen people do some funny things in the name of faith because they've heard other people get a breakthrough by doing this and this. And then they've done that and that, thinking they're going to get a breakthrough, but their faith wasn't in Jesus, in knowing, I've had a word from God. I know that I know that by his stripes I'm healed. Therefore, I'm going to do this. They're doing something and, and then discovering that, you know, that didn't work because their faith was in the doing not in the who, hallelujah. But when you know the who, then you know what to do. And you do, you work, um, you work out your faith, hallelujah, listening to the voice of God. But when we have authority, we seek and see amazing things happen. I remember being in um, Brazil. I was just, I think, 18 or 19. Tom and I were on a missions trip. Uh, we were just dating at the time of the youth group, went to Brazil. And we went to Rio, and I, I was singing a song. And it was a crazy place. It, it, it was on New Year's Eve uh, on Copacabana Beach. And we were doing this big thing with the, the Brazilian churches. And I, I saw out the back that there was this tent. And on the beach on Copacabana on New Year's Eve, this is what... A long time ago now, um, the witches would all come out. They would all wear white and they would be sacrificing to the goddess of the sea and they would get in squares and invoke demons on each other and make little fires. Uh, they had, you know, little kids telling uh, fortunes that would, it's just really hectic, demonic stuff. And I went out to the back of our big stage. And there was a tent and there was a, a person dressed in white out the front and there was a candle. And I, I went and got one of the organisers. I said, the witches have taken over your tent. And they said, no, no, let us show you what's going on. And so they took me inside the tent. On the tent in Portuguese, it had said, come here if you are interested in spiritual things. 
And the witches were all coming into the tent. And I'm like, this is terrible. So I went into the tent. I discovered that there are a whole bunch of Christians, Brazilian Christians in the tent. I've never seen it done like this before or since. All these Christians in the tent, the witches had come in and they'd say, our God is more powerful than your demons. Do you want us to show you? And they'd go, okay. And they'd cast out their demons. And then they'd say, who do you want to serve? And they'd say, we want to serve your God. And they'd receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. I mean, for this little 18-year-old AOG girl, it was, it was a bit much. But it showed me something. You see, they had no doubt about their authority. It was just simple, black and white. Our God's greater than your God. Our, Our God is greater than any demon that you might have. And I believe that as we as a people recognize this is the hour of arise, shine, for the light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Deep darkness has covered the faith of the earth, but the glory of the Lord is risen upon you.